was a great job. Um, as Mark uh, make his way down, I just want to thank him. You know, our worship team, Sunday after Sunday, um, and just amazing. Um, and I see Bob there, Margie, just give him a round of applause. It's like every AV team, Bobby, Floyd. I mean, it's it takes a lot um, to make worship happens every Sunday. And uh, um, I see Margie, but... Uh, Margaret back there as well. It's just so much. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And we're really grateful. Uh, before we begin, I'm going to just say a prayer and then we'll begin. God, thank you so much for the many hands that make uh, service happen every Sunday. Thank you for the many hands that serve. Uh, we do pray for our church and all the different needs, uh, children's ministry, um, worship team, AV team. God, just please be with us. Give us hearts uh, to serve, to help, to pitch in, uh, to make it great. We thank you for Zoom. We thank you for technology. Thank you for the brothers and sisters on Zoom. We know that they're here in spirit and uh, just unified uh, one as we're here to worship you. Please be with the service today. Uh, please be with what share that will move all of our hearts. Praise your son's name. Amen. All right. So it's really funny, right? We have um, Larry, he spoke about faith before. And uh, then we were at Clifton and we had Russ preach. But before Russ preached, Nino had talked about David. And I was just like, wow, like when that happens, God is like really working because Nino didn't speak with Russ and they shared the same thing. And then this morning, my wife said to me, what Colin is sharing, isn't that what you're talking about? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just crazy. You think, you know, it's, it's kind of important right now, right? Um, there's a lot going on in our world. Um, obviously, what's going on in the Middle East. And it's a time of uncertainty. It's a time of fear. It's a time of, I don't know. Um, and uh, then I had Colin come up and he shared what he shared. And we're going to go through. And we're going to have a great time today. And I think his message, my message, you'll see um, just the alignment. Pretty cool. But before we start, we have a trivia going on. Um, if you want, you know, last night we had a pretty good teen event and we did Bible trivia and a lot of teens did great. Um, so as we go through some of the clues, um, you know, feel free to confer with a friend. And if you don't know, you might want to make your way next to Bob Lippincott over there and some other folks in here, Dave up there. I'm telling you, it's going crazy. But some of them are going to be, you know, straightforward. Some of them, hey, can you give me more? I need more to go on, you know? And then if you're on Zoom, we ask you to just put your answers in the chat and Bobby will give me some of the responses there. So we'll begin. Guess who? Uh, our message today is going to be faith versus fear. And obviously we want a faith that will overcome fear. First one, did not know where he was going. All nations blessed through him, called to love God more than his own child. Anybody go for it? Abraham. Abraham. Look at that. So easy. Yeah, you got that one, right? Since Zoom, you got that one on. You're getting there. There it is. Literally lost everything, including health. Friends were no help at all. Job. <laughs> Teens, you got that one. They were ready to go. Look at that one. Young, and no one believes you. Falsely accused and betrayed. Becomes a slave. Alone and forgot. Oh, this is just, oh. They had that one. Joseph. Keep going. Hungry, down to the last meal. 
about to die. Widow of Zarephath. Did you have that? That was fast, right? Marky Mark was like, Widow of Zarephath. He's like, that was quick. Was like, hit the buzzer. Lions are hungry. You're the meal. Daniel. Way to go, children's ministry. Go through. About to get cooked alive. Stood up for what was right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Everybody's like, yes, we're doing well. We're doing well. Young and everybody else is scared. Yeah. If that didn't give it away, the last one faced with a giant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, got that. Fiance believes you cheated, but you did not. Mary, Mary. look, <laughs> right there. It's like, oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Crazy. Poor foreigner, no spouse, no children. Last one gives it away. Ruth. Yeah, it's tough, right? You're a poor foreigner, no spouse, no children, and a mother-in-law to take care of. Refused to live like royalty. Moses. Moses. Killed a man, ran away because of his actions. Hated. Came unpopular because of their faith. This one's a little bit more tricky. Yes. Who's going to take Caleb and and Joshua. Perfect. You guys caught that? Gave a different report than 10, 10 other people. Pretty good. Way to go, Toshu. Lost his father, lost his kingdom. Last one is giving it away. Who's got that one? You check the chat. I don't know if they can see it on there. I'm going to read the third bullet. Lost his father, lost his kingdom, said nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Gideon is a good guess. But no. Jonathan, give it up to the team up front. I guess Jonathan. See the big giveaway if I said best friend, you know, everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You know, that guy named Jonathan, he had faith. Almost lost uncle, almost lost security, almost lost life. The teen up front again, Esther. Here we go. You guys had that? Had that, right? Had that one right there? On it, on it. Toss the person everything for looking up, speaking out, and telling the truth. Stephen, David Mitchell said that is Stephen. Cost them everything for looking up, speaking out, and telling the truth. Good? Anybody in the, in the chat want a shout out? John Bolston. Oh, there we go. Say it again. Dawn Bolston. Oh, my goodness. She is on fire on the chat. On fire. Great job. Great job. This is interesting. This is from Jamaica. Um, this is a long sewer pipe. It is about 15 feet off the ground, and it extends from the school that I went to, primary school I went to. In the third grade, you know, if you're a boy or a little boy, you know, you, you get into trouble. So in the, in the third grade, the rite of passage 
to test your bravery is to walk across that thing, 15 feet off the ground. And I'm walking across that thing because you have to do it. You're a little boy. Everybody else is doing you. You have to do it. You could die, but you still what? Have to do. Does your mom know? No. When is this happening? The school. See you at the back of the school. That pipe. We have a date with that pipe. You have to walk across that pipe. Right. When I went back to Jamaica to visit, I had my wife take a little video of that pipe because I was terrified like all the little boys were. Third grade, walking across that thing. Now, what's crazy about it is you start walking. When you get to the end, you have to do something because you have to get down. You have to turn around. It's like, you know, Simone Biles? It's <laughs> like, literally, I will never forget that day in my life. I mean, since over the years, a lot of uh, foliage and stuff grown, but it was like you, you're plummeting. You're just going to fall down. And in the third grade, it's not what you want to do. But we took, as kids, risk. And parents didn't know. You just find yourself in situations where you're just terrified and scared. I remember stepping out on that thing like all the other boys and walking across it and having come down and you will not be the little boy that did not do it. Crazy. All right. Well, what I want you to do now is to think about a time where you were scared, even terrified. How did you overcome your fear? Share what scared you and what helped you. You can share with someone next to you. Take three minutes. What was it for you? Time in your life where you were scared, even terrified. Find a neighbor, go for it. If you're on chat, Put it in the chat. A time in your life where you were really scared, even terrified, like, oh my gosh. Think about it. Pull that thought. Talk with a neighbor. Tell them. I'll take a response. Go for it. Please, again, if you're on Zoom, just put it in the chat. Yes. 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 Yes.
All right. I want to invite us back. Um, see, when I made this question, I knew this was going to happen. And so because I knew it was going to happen, I was ready. If you're a teen boy, you're not scared of anything ever. But that's funny because over the summer, I remember the teen girls dressing up in the dead of night in all black, going over to the Debonais house where all the boys were. And it's light inside. It's dark outside. And one of the girls, I don't know, she was like a contortionist. She did this back thing and they had scary music that they somehow arranged. The girls did of playing in the house and the boys in the house is like, what's that? What's that? And then they started hearing noise come from the backyard. And one of the girls, she started walking up to the house like a spider and stuff. And you started hearing screaming in the house and it was not from the girl. No, the boys were terrified and the girls just pranked them. They just, I think they were crying for their mommies and stuff. It was just so bad. It was like, they were so upset too because the girls got them. So I said, you know, that was the time where the teen boys were just scared. Just scared out their minds by the girls. And they planned it out real well too. But um, I thought that was crazy. But they literally were shaking. They didn't know what that was. Um, 
As I'm wearing pink, I'm thinking about breast cancer awareness. And in the chat, um, our sister uh, Nai um, shared about the time when she was scared about her mom with breast cancer. Um, and, you know, it's, it's got some scary moments in life, um, much like uh, our brother Colin was talking about things that um, just make you terrified. Um, and, and it's hard and it's the storm of life. Um, and uh, as you guys were sharing the different stories where you felt terrified, it kind of set us up for what comes next, right? Um, see if we could go forward here. So for today, we're going to look at Matthew 14, 25. Um, Colin looked at one storm and now we're going to look at another storm. Um, starting verse 25, it reads, Shortly before dawn, that means it was still dark. Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on a lake, they were terrified. So as we come up on Halloween and stuff like that, these guys are in a boat and what they think they see is a ghost. Much like the teen boys that night when the girls showed up to prank them, they thought they didn't know what that was. <laughs> Who is that in the backyard? Is it real? It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear, absolutely scared. Then Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And go to this part here. I think Colin was talking about it. Um, the water is real, you guys. It wasn't fake. Like sometimes we read the story and it's like, kind of take it for granted. No. The water's real. The wind, the waves, the storm, they're all real. Right. Threat of cancer, real. There are a lot of things in our lives that are just real. You start going through some things. I want to add on here, like for the teens, that teacher, real. That test, real. Math problems, real. You know, cop quiz, it is, it's real. It's happening right now. Getting ready for the next step, having to go to college, applying, all of that stuff. Real, right? Look at all this stuff on there. Finances, still got to pay your bills. That's, that's, that's real, right? Criticism, people making fun of you, talking about you. What do you think? It's real. Health situations, feeling like a failure, letting someone down, getting old, dying, past hurts, get hurt again. Living is hard. Still real. Having no control, having no money, having no say, not knowing uncertainty, the world, all real. And our choices in response to all this stuff, very much real. For me, 
every year it's the same thing. And I have these brothers, they ask me, so how's it going? And uh, it's hard. Um, I know uh, Elizabeth's not here, but Alexis here. Uh, we work together. Uh, she can tell you um, school, kids, the challenges they face, what they come to school with, what they bring to the table, all real. And the pressure of finding people to help, to hire, very much real. And it's the hardest thing. Like, I get terrified just trying to open up school and not having teachers to teach. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's scary, right? And uh, I remember just interviewing this young lady and uh, she'd be perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect. And the clock is ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Hire teachers, Sam. Hire teachers, hire teachers. Tick, 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 tick. And um, worked it out. It was just teacher shortage. Everything is all laid out. This young lady would go from making like $20,000 a year to $60,000 a year um, to start um, all the obstacles to her going into teaching temporarily lifted because of a teacher shortage. So she just has to take the test and we put on a pathway to, 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 to become a teacher. Um, she would get benefits. Uh, she would get uh, dental, eye, all of that. Um, I remember sharing and I, and I talked to her, she's young. I said, this is like a dream. Um, it, it's, it's going to triple your salary. You're, you're, you're going to have benefits. You're going to be able to take care of yourself. You'd be able to deal with a lot of the fears that we can see up there. And the young lady said to me, it's great, but, um, I already, I, I have a job now and I promised them that I would be with them till December. I will work with them until December. I am uh, working with um, adults that are uh, learning the language. They're learning English and I'm their teacher and I'm working through them. And I, under pressure with my own fears, I was not faithful. <laughs> I said to the young lady, are you crazy? Those adults will take care of themselves. You're not kids. I have kids that need to learn English. You could be great. Plus, you get the benefits. You get health care. You get all these things. It's an amazing opportunity. And this is not going to come around all the time. This is like this one time. They're just doing this um, because they're lifting all these requirements. And I said to her, you know what I need you to do? That's what I said to her. I said, I need you to call your father. Ask your father what you should do, right? And you know what she did? She called her father. Because I thought her father would talk some sense into her. And her father, she said her father told her, I trust you. Um, you should do what you decide to do and your integrity and stuff. I felt so ashamed. This young lady gave her word. And I was the devil trying to get her to break her word. Why? Why? The pressure, the fear, all of that just coming down on me. I called her back. I, I typed this long apology. I said, I'm so sorry. There was no, there's no integrity there. It's just that. It's like I couldn't see God working it out any other way except my way. That's it.
That's all like. And I was just like, it's not that we don't have faith, you know? It's the pressures of life that sometimes make us compromise the faith that we have. Because it's hard. Because the pressure is real. And you're just like, my, my boss is going to ask me, why didn't you fill that position yet? Why didn't you fill it? Why didn't you fill it? Why didn't you fill it? And it's like, I got to fill it. I got to fill it. I got to go. I just, I just don't want to have to worry about that. I need to get that done. I need to get that done like last month. Let's go. Okay. As we reflect on this, it's like we get to this left fear, right? Faith. We come to the cross, crossroads and with all the different pressures, all the different stuff. I mean, when we first student, we see it in school, you know, I need to get a good grade. I need to get a good grade. Do I cheat? Do I not cheat? But if the pressure is hard, uh, I might compromise my integrity and I might cheat. Don't keep it up. Here's the good news. What do we do now? Jesus, who's more powerful than our fears, and what Colin was talking about, master of all and overall, commands us to come, come, step out. Our brother Ted Gill a couple of weeks ago reminded us that our work is to believe. And the one he said, remember that? Says, I, I work. Sometimes we make it complicated. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. No, 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 no. I want you to hear my voice, to listen. Come. But it's crazy. Come. Step out. Take that step. So let's talk about this. A couple minutes. Your milk car. Remembering your first step. Why did you take the first step? Share with a neighbor why you decided to leave the safety of the boat. On Zoom, put it in the chat. At some point, Peter stepped out of the boat, right? He did. He stepped out of the boat. Every disciple here today, some point, you took that first step. You left the security of the boat. You did. To an unknown. And it was kind of scary. And you took that first. You might have wiggled it a little bit. Held. Talk to a neighbor. What was that first step like? If you're on Zoom, put that in the chat. Why did you take your first step? Discuss what's like. A minute. All right. Okay. 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 Okay.
Uh, I'd like to invite us back 
I was just checking out the chat and uh, Dawn and Sherry on the chat. So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do because this is gonna kind of launch me into uh, bringing the plane for a landing. So Dawn and Sherry are gonna set us up real quick. So Bobby's gonna um, Bobby's gonna read right now what Dawn wrote in the chat and what Sherry wrote in the chat. So Bobby, real quick, go ahead, project. Uh, this is Dawn speaking. I took a step because I knew that speaking would have the potential of helping others. That was worth overcoming my fear. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. So Dawn said that I took the first step because I wanted to help others. And that was worth overcoming my fears. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, Sherry, Sherry wrote. Be like most of the college students around me. I wanted a purpose greater than just getting a degree. I wanted to really help you. Sherry Murray said, um, college came more than just getting a degree. She wanted to help the people around her. That helped her to take the first step. This is amazing, right? So as you reflect on your first step and why you took that first step, um, and as we come in, I told you I crossed that pipe in third grade, kind of crazy. So I was walking through the school last week and I was in a third grade class. They're reading a novel called Winn-Dixie. Uh, Winn-Dixie's the dog and the dog has this pathological fear um, of storms. Interestingly enough, pathological fear of storms. One of the young, young girls, she's third grade. After we had this discussion on a book and they define pathological third grade word, they call it their hundred dollar word pathological. And a second hundred dollar word is melancholy. After she so um, eloquently um, defined the word and spelled the word, I was getting ready to leave. She put her hand up again. And she goes, Mr. Garrison, can I tell you what I want to be when I grow up? I go, absolutely. She said, Mr. Garrison, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be thinking about John Stottinger right now. She wants to be an entrepreneur. I said, that's great. That's awesome. But she goes, no, I'm not done. This is what I want to do. I want to open my own business. And then when I'm successful, this is what she said. I'm going to buy my mom a house. Right? <laughs> She's not done. She said, after the business going great, my mom and I, we're going to go on vacation. I'm going to pay for it. And uh, I was thinking about that. In light of what was shared on Zoom, of why we're taking steps, right? Um, like love prompting the steps, love for others overcoming the fear, Love for others saying, hey, I know the storm is raging. So you have that angle. I'm going to take the step because one, maybe you love yourself and the direction that you were going in was just going to take you out. <laughs> you love yourself. So I'm going to take the step because I love myself. And where I'm going right now in the boat, the boat, it's not going to last. You know, everybody knows the boat is not going to last, right? So you take the step because you're ensuring your future, right? Um, and you love yourself. But then taking the step because you love others, 
go through this thought. Taking a step, you got to think about protection from the storm. Two scriptures popping out, and we're going to come with the last one. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 2. So imagine, if you will, just go on an imagination thing with me, right? When I think about taking this step, first part of protection from the storm, who are you taking a step to, right? So as you step out, you're thinking, when I think of this third grader, I think of a child taking their first step going towards their parent. And then Jesus is the one, remember he said, come to Peter. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Listen, we got to go to Jesus on the water like a little kid. The teens, one of the things about them, like we talk about David, he was a teen. Joseph, he was a teen. Mary, she was a teen. Youth, fearless. Youth, fearless. Youth, they're fearless. And we got to go to Jesus with the attitude and the point of view of a teen, a youth. Like they're like, it's just really, they're just fearless, courageous in that way. You know? Sometimes the older we get and the more we know, the more scared we become. <laughs> you go on that roller coaster, it's like, oh, the hinges are held together with this and that and that, the height, da da da. I can actually calculate the distance from the thing. And the kid is like, oh, well, that's, you know, and that's, that's what it is, right? We got to go to God like a little kid. So all you're fixed on walking for the first time is the parent. You're just going to go. You don't see anything else. And the older you get, I was talking about it. I ain't got a mortgage. I got this. Then I got insurance. I need insurance for my insurance. I need reinsurance. I need all that. It's crazy. Kind of like let that go. Right? Then we're going to go to this one. Here's a landing. And there's something crazier than this. Ready for this? This last one is insane. I'm Jamaican, so we know the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, right? 100-yard dash, just killing it. Whenever I looked at this passage, it was always walking on the water. What if, most likely to do it, team, Peter got out the boat and ran? Not walk, all out sprint for Jesus. And you start thinking about what it takes to be on top of the water. Well, just bonus, right? Sin will weigh you down. Start sinking with sin. And I like what I was talking about again. A certain kind of peace and contentness, contentness that make you float. Like, I'm letting all that go so I can rise above it. All the stuff that past hurts, attitudes, this person hurt me, all that. It's all like weights that we just carry in and just like we start sinking. We got to let that go so we can stay on top of the water. Think about all the things that just drag you down. You know, 
Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control all make you light up. And now if you light like that, let's talk about the sprint. Let's finish with the sprint. And then that's it. Running towards Jesus, right? And that last scripture that I put it in there, oh, I put it in the notes. So I'll tell you, it's in the notes. And then you go back. That's just for your own edification because it's in the notes and I'm not going to come out of this. So there's a guy that sprinted. His name is Enoch. And he walked with God so tight because there was nothing else. It was like blinders on, that's on. I'm going to walk with God for hundreds of years. And he walked with God so tight, he peeled back the fear and just, oh, oh, I see. I see his eyes lit up. I see. That's it. Just took off faster than Usain Bolt. What do you think God's going to do? Child is walking, taking their first step. They're running towards their parent. What do you think their parent's going to do? Arms open wide. Arms open wide. Come run to me. Enoch did that. Enoch left a whole shebang, the world, the storms, all of it where? Wherever you mirror. Full sprint like Usain Bolt. I'm gone. And God said, you're with me. <laughs> it's like, it was clear to me I was all that you wanted and you ran to me and my arms are open wide. Welcome. That's us. That's it for today. I'm going to encourage all of us to run like Enoch. If we are in the water, we're all out sprint towards God. Thank you, God. Thank you.